This is Joe Burns. And Beth West. Hey, thank you for listening to the Rock School Radio Podcast. We think you'll learn something. Now, remember, if you want to hear the show with all the music in place, go to kslu.org and stream the show live Thursdays at 5 and Sundays at 4. It's a new show every week. Now enjoy this week's Rock School Radio Show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Time for school. Rock school with your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Wombat poop is cube shaped. And Beth West. Now I have to Google wombat poop. <laughs> Class is in. It's the Rock School Radio Show coming up to the end of the year. Beth West, I think this is right around your one year anniversary I for think being so here. So, too, because I was kind of thrown in like trial by fire, like, oh, we're going to do a million shows in a row to right. get us through the holidays. Right. And it was, it was one or two shows before we went into our holiday run. Yeah. I think it might have been the anniversary show or something was one of my first shows because I was like, oh, we're starting with dead people. That's a great way to start off. Right. And we're going to go into that. You and I are going to record a series of yeah. shows over the next few days. Mm-hmm. And I think it's right around that time you got I think thrown so. in. One year. Yeah. I should check that out. Speaking of anniversaries, if you, as an anniversary present, were going to go on a vacation, where would you want to go? On this earth, where would on you want to go? On this earth, I would say, number one, that I haven't been to yet, Prague. Prague? Yes. I have been to Prague. You have been to Prague. I, have, I was at Prague at Christmas. Really? Oh, I, I bet that it was, was gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. When I speak to people, one of the places that does pop up when we get around to talking, you know, if mm-hmm. I win the lottery, mm-hmm. is Australia New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, I am I want to go there, but it's like a day plane ride it away. Is. It is. You're That's, in a tic-tac for a yeah. very long time. Yeah. I so. would need to stay there for at least two weeks or so. and To make the trip worthwhile. And, yeah. To right. stay on the plane for a day. And I just don't see myself ever being able to do that. A lot but of claustrophobic maybe when people I'm old. wouldn't go. Yeah, right? lots of Xanax. <laughs> I decided off of one of those discussions to look into the music of Australia because normally when you say, what about the music of Australia, some people immediately just go, well, there's ACDC. And, in um, Excess? Is that uh, one that comes up? Yeah, In Excess. And uh, blah, blah. isn't a little river band from there? And that's pretty much it. That's yeah. what they can come Well, they're up an with. entire continent, so I'm sure they have more than that. Sure. I'm sure some other people have come from there. Let's talk about Australia today. Okay. Now, obviously, I can't hit an entire country's worth of music, but I can give you little blips and drips of information. Let's go back to the early 1950s. Now, this is as early as I could get in terms of rock music in Australia. Okay. Are the we putting ch- quotes around rock music? I am. In, a, in radio, you air, can't see the quotes I'm doing. Little air quotes. Rock music. The charts had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, they started yeah. in the early 50s in Australia, and something had to be the first number one. Well, yeah. Something's going to do it. This is a neat piece of trivia. The person's name is Slim Dusty. Um, yes. Are you sure he wasn't the star of a spaghetti western? No, no, no. He had I, to be, right? I'm not sure that's his Christian given name no? either. No, I'm taking that guess. The name of the song was A Pub With No Beer. Oh, that's very Australian. Take that piece of trivia, jam it into your brain, and here's the song on Rock School. It's lonesome away from your kindred and 
to stand in the bar of a pub with no beer. Talking Australia here on Rock School today. What do you think of Slim Dusty? Oh, that was great. It's it was fun. Folk, it's a folk fun. song. Yeah, it's like a little folk song. It sounds like something that would be really good to sing when you were really, really drunk. <laughs> right. Well, it has that nice, you know, bass strum strum. Yeah, bass, it's strum, very strum. easy to follow when you've had like 12 points. <laughs> I liked it. I don't know if I could have 12 points. I don't know that I'd be singing after 12 no. points. My gosh. Well, I think Australians probably could. Maybe. They, they yeah. beat us in the drinking it's game. It's Australian for beer. In the mid-1950s, American Rock hits Sydney, an independent record label named Festival Records down there, gets on the rock bandwagon and releases Bill Haley and his Comets Rock Around the Clock and becomes Australia's biggest selling single ever. And as far as I know, it still is. Really? Yeah. How about that? Wow. As far as I know, I may be wrong, but the research that but I it's found up there still. Right, showed that it is. And it went crazy. It was one of those things where you had to have it to be a kid in yeah, Australia. Everybody sort of had it. When like the Beatles Michael Jackson's hit. thriller. You yeah. Got it. Everybody yeah. had to have it. A guy named Lee Gordon arrived in Australia in 1953. I say arrived, he's an American. Mm-hmm. It was one of these where he saw a country that, you know, didn't have a, 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 a how do I put it? It was not yet akin to rock and roll. Right. I he, can go he was, down there they're and They're going to go there to mine the right. rock and roll, the raw rock and roll material. Right. I can do something with yeah. this. So what he did is he got there and he started something called the Big Show Tours. Mm-hmm. And he would bring in rock acts. He brought in Bill Haley and the Comets, Little Richard, Bo Diddley, Eddie Cochran, Gene Vincent, and on and on and on. And he toured them around Australia, basically showing off, hey, look, this is American rock and roll. Okay. At the same time, he decided, instead of just these American guys, let's find an Australian who can himself be a rock star. So he ran into a guy by the name of Johnny O'Keefe, who looked like like a rock star. Oh, did he? Yeah, he's a a young guy, handsome, Mm -hmm. hair, you know, slicked back with whatever. Just primed to be just like made into a little rock star. Get this guy in skinny jeans, a jacket, and pomade in the hair, and we got a rock star. He became what a lot of people believe is Australia's first rock star. Really? Here's his first number one hit, in Australia at least. In Australia. She's my baby, and when you listen to it, it's going to be one of those where... That could have been played on any radio station in America, anywhere. Right. They took kind of like a formulaic rock thing and just plugged it into this dude. Play, play, play. Here he comes. Johnny O'Keefe on Rock School. There's Johnny O'Keefe, the first rock star out of Australia. Yeah, it it just sounded like a 1950s rock song. Elvis knockoff type stuff. Now, I ran into, while I was looking this stuff up, a a neat piece of trivia. Have you ever noticed when you hear an Australian sing, Mm -hmm. or you hear an Englishman or an Irishman sing, and I find Irishmen don't do this as much, or a Scotsman doesn't do this as much, the accent goes away when they sing. Have you noticed that? Especially... I think recently, not as much, but especially, yeah, older music, 80s and earlier, where 
they just like it just and, it just goes away. Yeah, they're just singing like Americans. A or? link. Well, that's the thing. American accent, as you call it. Yeah. The American accent. Again, I'm finger quoting on the radio. I should. I don't mm-hmm. know. Hit the mic or something. That concept was explained by a voice coach when. An accent is created. It's created by pitch. It's created by mouth space, that kind of thing. When you sing, it's the music that denotes pace, mouth space, all of that. And normally, it is the American accent that is most prevalent when singing. So when an Englishman sings, he or she is forced into sounding American as dumb that as that so is. interesting. Yeah, it is. Now, I've you can force yourself that. to not. You can force yeah. yourself to not sound American. Right, yeah. But listen to Adele, who sounds like she's from the, you know, the cockneyest place in the UK. When she talks, but yeah. when she sings, yeah. all that goes away. I'm sure she could force herself, but it's the concept of stretching vowels, mm-hmm. covering vowels as you sing. It, The closest sound when singing is an American accent, and that's why it goes so away. So we have, you just said we have the best accent of everybody, anybody. That's not what I said, but if one. you want to go there, hey, by all said. means. That is what, what you said. just said, yeah. <laughs> the element that I read, the I say the element because it was a series of websites, mm-hmm. talking about music in Australia, talked about multiple waves of music. Well, that makes sense. That's kind of right. how, if we think of British music and American music we know a lot more about, so it's harder to pin down. But Certainly. What I just talked about was the first wave, the beginning of yeah. rock music. Yeah. The second wave, most people who write about this agree, came when the Beatles made their momentous Australian tour. They went down there and went that around. That would make sense. That sure. would make a big impact on them. Many new groups came out that were basically beat groups. They stopped mm-hmm. being Elvis knockoff groups and began becoming this Beatles knockoff, right, groups. Beatles knockoff yeah. groups. And the one, whether I, so I don't make this break humongously long, was called the Easy Beats. Now, there's many other ones, but the one a lot of people they in had America the word know. They had the beat in their name. You got it. Easy Beats. And I'll give you a piece of trivia. Okay. There's a connection between the Easy Beats and ACDC. Okay. I'll bet some people in the audience know it. And after I play the Easy Beats, we'll come back. I'll tell you what the connection is between the two groups. Easy Beats on Rock School. Monday morning feels so bad. Everybody seems to nag me. Coming Tuesday, I feel better. Coming out of the Easy Beats, Friday on my mind, do you know the connection between the Easy Beats and ACDC? I don't know it. I would guess that there's some kind of either like one of the members of ACDC was in it when he was really young or you're close. You're close, a you're close, family you're close. member. There you go. A family, family member. member. George Young is a member of the Easy Beats and he is the older brother of Malcolm and Angus Young. And they, they sound just like that. They certainly do. <laughs> yes, you, they do. You can, you can when just I, see it. That's what I think of when I think of ACDC. It's just music like that. It's little Beatles ripoff. Music. Sure, yeah. the easy beat stuff. Sure, right? yeah. A touch of time before we get to the first break. So let me give you this little piece of information. Right after the second wave of Australian music starts, obviously the Beatles arriving, a whole lot of bands saw all the music coming from the UK mm-hmm. and sort of said to themselves, now, wait a minute, you know, I'm on this island. 
Right. Right. Far, and, far away from many other things. Right. So the music is all coming to us. Now, we're creating some of it, but mm-hmm. the music is all coming to us. Why not go to where the music is being created? So That's an rather interesting, than here. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine that the specter of English and American music made it really kind of hard to make it, you know, make yourself famous in Australia. Think, you know, we're on this island yeah. down here in the yeah. southern hemisphere and everything seems to be way up there. Mm-hmm. Let's go. So there's a there was a movement in the 1960s to get out of Australia. The Twilights, the Grooves, Lloyd's World, the La-di-Das, a few you may also know, obviously the Easy Beats split, the Bee Gees split. Early Bee Gees, right. yeah, no, because yeah. they're not... Don't think staying alive. Yeah, right. They were around a long time before that. Oh, sure. They had an entire music catalog before Mm -hmm. they decided to jump on the disco bandwagon. And, I mean, they really did it correctly. Yeah. Whether whether you like disco or not, these guys really made a name for themselves in the world of disco. They were disco. They really were. And, of course, the Seekers, they did very well as, as well. Most people don't know the Seekers right off. Georgie Girl was their big hit. And it sounded like this on Rock School. break here in rock school and we're talking about australia specifically australia not uh, not entering in new zealand into it just specifically australia mm-hmm. because you immediately said oh is crowded house going to be played yeah not australian well, well that's what i said i said oh crowded house and i said oh wait they're from new zealand right but i want to play them but I, well, oh well maybe at the end maybe okay. the end we'll throw it right in at the end i have here from uh, i don't know some guy who put together a really nice website that's what it looks like he didn't oh, just list yeah. it I mean, he did it it's all a very with pictures nice visual yes. website yes. here are some interesting facts about australia all right Ready let's do this? it Ready? is it all about animals that can kill you well not completely but just a little hmm? wombat poop is cube shaped stop it it is Emus, That's n- it's it, really, what it says, right? What do I know? You think I'm going to fact check this? Can you tell me I'm more gonna, about wombat to, poop? Now I have to Google wombat poop. <laughs> Emus and kangaroos will not move backwards, which is why they are on the coat of arms for Australia. Oh. Uh-huh. I'm trying, yeah, I'm going to uh-huh. picture your kangaroo and kangaroo uh-huh. done back up. There are 3.3 sheep for every one person in Australia. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of sheep. Australia is the only continent in the world without an active volcano. So you think? Really? So you think to yourself, when, when all hell breaks loose, that we go there, we go there. So you think we're safe, right? Wrong. Of the twenty-six most venomous snakes in the world, twenty-one of them are found in Australia. Yes, yeah. I was. That's what I was waiting for. Australia's got a lot of animals that can right. kill you. Yeah. So you go to Australia, mm-hmm. you're going to die. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to die right there. Just you know, by a snake rather than hot lava. That's right. Just, just pick your poison. And we'll finish on this one. 2.5 pints of beer in 11 seconds. That is the Guinness Book of World Records entries for Bob Hawks. Once again, 2.5 pints of beer in I know, 11 I'm seconds. I'm like counting 11 seconds and thinking about drinking that much beer. And That's I just, amazing, isn't I can't, it? Is, his, his, is his esophagus just bigger? I don't know. Guess what Bob's job was immediately following getting his entrance into the Guinness Book of World Records? His job? He became Prime Minister of Australia. Thanks, yes. for, thanks for running the radio show, KRFY Sandpoint, Idaho. And thanks to WMCE in Erie, Pennsylvania. We'll catch us on, yeah. Sorry. Catch us on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Search Rock School Radio Show. 
a pint is that big. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. Right? Uh, yeah. Two esophagus. And a half. In 11 just seconds. How, I don't, I don't know. It just seems actually physically impossible rather than just like athletically impossible. Vote for me. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, talking waves. We've been through the first Mm -hmm. wave. We've been through the second wave. Third wave, about 1970s. Okay, why did rock hit so hard in the 70s for Australia? Think again, ACDC. Right. All right. Because they are purely original. They are not not like, you know, riffing off of any English, American bands or whatever. Well, the pop stuff started to have some trouble. Why? Because about 1970, a tax was levied against all radio stations. Playing pop music, playing hit records, meant paying a tax on those on those songs. On those songs, it seems silly, doesn't it? it It's a dumb tax. Why would you want to do that? Well, what happens is a politician makes the statement: "Well, let's do this because if we do this, pay a penny per song. Think of all the money Money we'll make." And what will happen is the programmers just say, "I'm not going to pay it." You know, that'll be that. Well, what happened was, what they did is they didn't play Australian hit songs, so they wouldn't pay the tax what they did is they played imported songs so american they didn't songs, have to play they didn't have to pay for american songs they did not it's the same way in canada you think you they have, would have done the opposite you would think wouldn't you but it's the same thing in canada every, every canadian radio station must play x percentage of canadian artists mm-hmm. and every canadian radio station also must tape themselves or you know in some way record themselves because at any point in time the canadian equal to the fcc can show up and say okay let us hear the last 24 hours or 48 hours of and your radio broadcast and they're going to count how exactly many canadians that. That's exactly the well, concept Well, at least of it. they're promoting Canadian music and right. not like Australia was pretty much repressing their oh, they, own music. They shot themselves right in the foot. And what happened was sort of an underground movement mm-hmm. took off with this. And they say here that very quickly the government said, no, okay, this is hurting Sorry. the music industry. Mm-hmm. And they backed off. But one of the groups that sort of came up was ACDC because it wasn't sort of a hit radio group. It right. was a it group was harder that than up, that. Yeah. Right. It came up underneath. It bubbled up underneath that kind of thing. Once this drops down, then the pop artists come back. But that that's the chance that ACDC took to right. get their it's foot It's one in. of the things that yep. brought them forth. So Little River Band comes up afterwards. Uh-huh. Helen Reddy, Olivia Newton-John. But for a while there... Rock music, the music of the underground, moved up. And ACDC, or as my roommate called them constantly, ACDAC. I never understood that. I don't understand it either, but ACDAC. It's TNT on Rockstar. Bottom of the hour as we ride out of the sunset of your colored TV screen. It's ACDC on Rock School. Hey, let's take a break from talking Australia. And, uh, you know, I like Little River Band. You want to play a Little yeah, River Band out of this? I like yeah, because we're going to get into the 80s here in a little bit. And that's I'm the one. I'm excited for yeah, the 80s. Rock music in the 80s. That's the, the one the most people know. That's yes. when really the Australian music sort of exploded right. into the Kinda rest of the world. Right, kind of came into its own. Yeah, and, and everybody was bald. 
Did you notice that? Yes. Almost every band from Australia had, had a bald, bald guy in it. The, yeah, the Midnight Oil guy. Yeah, that. I still am like scarily sort of attracted to him because he yes. freaks me out so much. I don't know why, but me too. Okay, <laughs> let's do seven days, 70 seconds. These are the dates. December 9th all the way through December 15th. Waiting for the man with the bag. December 9th is being done by Beth. Go right ahead, dear. December 9th, 1988. According to a poll released in the U.S., the music of Neil Diamond was favored as the best background music for making Whoopi. Beethoven was second, and Luther Vandross was voted third. Beethoven? Beethoven. Was it I don't, the fifth? I really dun, 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 dun. I think it must be to drown it out to keep it, you know, the noise from the neighbors. I that guess. has to be it. December 10th, 1973, the CBGB Club Country Bluegrass and Blues opens on the Lower East Side of New York City. December 11th, 2008, the town where Mick Jagger and Keith Richards grew up announced it was to name streets in new in a new estate after Rolling Stone. And December 12th, 1966, Jimi Hendrix makes his TV debut on ITV's Ready, Steady, Go. By the way, Mark Bolin was also on the show. <laughs> Hendrix Experience also records Foxy Lady on the same day. December 13th, 1997, children's TV characters The Teletubbies went to number one on the UK singles chart with Teletubbies Say A-O. I guess that's how you do it. I've never heard the song. Teletubbies Say A-O. I no guess. December 14th, 1998, Billy Preston pleads guilty to insurance fraud in a Los Angeles courtroom and agrees to testify against six other defendants who allegedly participated in starting fires, staging thefts, and rigging car Yikes. crashes for which a total of 18 fraudulent insurance claims were filed. This is Billy Preston? That's so weird. Really? December 15th, 1944, Hank Williams married Audrey Shepard, and the ceremony took place at a filling station. Nice. Their son, Randall Hank Williams, would achieve, of course, fame on his own as Hank Williams Jr. And that wraps up seven days in 70 seconds. I promised a little river band. Help is on the way. So is the group. Sounds like this on Rock School. All right, moving into the 1980s as we talk Yay. about Australia. Finally there. You know who Nick Cave is? Yes, I definitely. Seeds? Heck yeah, I do. You bet you do. Nick Cave stated, Australia used to need America or England to tell them what was good. However, the 80s came around. And yeah. all of a sudden, it was Australia telling them Really, what there was, was a, an awesome explosion of music from Australia in the 80s. What band was it? Do you remember what band it was that sort of went, we are from Australia, we're not going to, we're not going to say, you know, okay, we sound like the UK, we sound like, we're going to try, we are from Australia, we sound like from Australia, we don't care where you're from, we are, are this Are you band. talking about Men at Work? We are, that's it. Yeah. What was their first hit? Was it d- Down Under? Down or? Under. Yeah. They just simply announced, look, we're from Australia. And, and, look, and we're going to we sing care. a whole song about <laughs> it. Have you ever had a Vegemite sandwich? Oh, gosh, no. I'm scared of it. Have it's you? hideous. Oh, I'm sure it's, it's, I've just heard it's, the it's worst gross. things about it. Duh. And I mean, I, there that song Overkill, that yeah. is like a perfect song. Have you ever I chundered? Swear. Have you ever chundered? I don't know what chunder means. I don't know, but according to these songs, women in Australia chunder. I'll, we'll and have glow. to figure it out. And I have no idea. It's Men at Work on Rock School.
All right, second break here on Rock School. Ready for some more Ooh, facts? more poisonous animals. About, no, Yay. no, no. Staying away from that. According to this, Tasmania has the cleanest air in the world. Really? And just 3.95% of Australia's sky is affected by air pollution. Okay. And really? You yeah, have but a think major city like Perth and Sydney. Those are and, the 3.5%. Okay. Like, cause think of that giant, the bush in the middle. It's like notoriously like nobody's there. Well, there's Aborigines there. Yeah, they. I mean, evolved to be able to live there. I guess the Australian is that right? Australian Alps, not Austrian. Australian Alps. Yes, receive more snow than Switzerland. Um, did you even I, know there were Alps? I must admit that I did not even realize that either. Australia had Alps. There's a thing called the dingo fence in Australia, a which dingo fence? I would assume keeps wild dogs from going into X parts. And stealing your baby. And stealing your babies. And stealing your baby. It is the longest fence in the world. It is two and a half times as long as the Great Wall of China. That's just so strange. I like... Yeah. Dingoes only get to live in the northern part of Australia. That's it. I mean, that's just, under that they're taxed. Yeah, 146 kilometers. That's the longest straight road in the world. It goes for what's that's 2.2 kilometers I per have no mile. Idea. I can't even ever remember. That's what's I mean. A colo- I know that a I kilometer it, is less than a mile. There you are. <laughs> that's what I know. I believe that would be. I'm just doing fast mathematics in my head. 60 miles, 65 miles of without straight- turning once. Fall asleep. That's what I would do. Put it on cruise control Just, and crawl right. in the back seat. Yeah. That's Wake up in an hour. Yep. Wow. That's insane. Let me give you one here. One more. The Great Barrier Reef has its own post office box because people write letters to it. Really? Why would you write a letter to a natural thing? I don't know, but now I feel like I really want to. Hello, KPVL in Decorah, Iowa. Hello, WBSD in Burlington, Wisconsin. I'm going to write a letter to Burlington, Wisconsin. Not to a person in just, Burlington. Just to, to Burlington, Burlington, Wisconsin. Hello, just Burlington. Burlington. I'm going to write a, a letter to a specific piece of coral That's in the Great good. Barrier Reef. Hi, Bob the Coral. Mm-hmm. Back in a minute on Rock School. All right, coming out of the break, time to talk about midnight oil. Beds yes. are burning. Oh, man. I thought midnight oil was so cool when I was young. And that guy, he was so scary cool. <laughs> with the, with the with bald, the bald head. head. He was right. scary, but he was awesome. What was really neat about it was, and I, rem- I remember when it came out, uh, I was doing radio at the time, and it is as odd as this is, you know, if you live in America, you know American history. If right, you yeah. live in the UK, you know UK you history. You know some world history, but you don't know. Very little. You, you know yeah. the major events. Yeah. So this song comes out and, you know, beds are burning. Okay, I get it. What it's is it? It's a good name? song, sure. but uh, what? It brought light to something in Australia, giving land back to the Pintupi people who were moved and resettled out of the Gibson Desert into a settlement. And what they, the people of Minnet Oil, mm-hmm. were saying was to you know, give this land back to these people yeah. that you resettled. Apparently, the, the Australians did pretty much exactly the same thing as the American government did in resettling their Native, Native population. Yeah. And, and so Midnight Oil. And I remember, I mean, I was younger, but I remember them being very political. And in that kind of way, like, you know, championing the rights of a minority group and so that made me love them even more because i was like this little like uh 
I shall, you know, a cause, a cause, a cause. But it was an Australian cause, and it was one of these mm-hmm. things where, you know, I, we never, are, we were taught that in school never, or anything. We had no idea who these that. people were yeah. and such. But this song, because of the popularity of the music, had an effect on people. Mm-hmm. And the beds are burning. You know, how do you sleep while this is happening? How do you, how can you it's a really put your head down in a pillow? Excellent, like, protest song. It say. is. It's well done. It sounds like this right here in Rockstore. Okay, last break here on Rock School, and I, I, I tell me this, Beth. After that explosion in the 1980s, and you know the divinals, mm-hmm. the hoodoo gurus in yeah, excess. Like early, yeah, in excess was huge. What what then happened? I don't I mean, know. I mean, I, I remember Silverchair, who were Australian, right. and they had the one big hit tomorrow in like the early 90s. And then it kind of went away. In excess, all I remember them for anymore is the death of Hutchins. uh, But their music was so great. Oh, it is. I have it still. Yeah, yeah. And they they tried that television show. Uh, Yeah, I I kind of, after Michael Hutchins died, In Excess died to me. I had the album that was done with the new guy. And it wasn't terrible. It was was actually pretty good. I mean, the the three brothers that are in the group Mm -hmm. are very good. Yeah, yeah. And enjoyed it. But the last big Australian group that I remember only had one big hit, and that was Jet. Right. Yeah, they had one big hit and then like one or two little kind of hanging around things. And I remember buying their first album, and then they kind of just fell off. Yeah, and the the big thing I remember about Are You Gonna Be, Are You Gonna Be My Girl, I think it was called. Yes. Was that the drum that started yes. dum, 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 it was dum, really dum. fun they were kind of part of that like the strokes came out right. and they're probably like stripped down kind of back to basics rock it was really cool but what i remember cool. a lot of people getting upset about was that it sounded like iggy pop's wild child yes it did and mm-hmm. it seemed like they just kind of ripped the whole they thing they were a pretty off, good so. band it just didn't sound super original right well they they kind of they the australians kind of owned the 80s and then have fallen apart but it's entirely possible it can come back around. So we're going to finish on Jet because that's the last one I remember. Really? Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I bet if I looked it up, one. I could come up with another one. But honestly, that's the one that sticks out to me. And that's yeah. probably 10 years ago now. So, Beth, are you going to be my girl? What? I'm going to tell Tammy you yeah, said that. you should. Uh, Sounds like this. Hey, uh, I'm Joe Burns. I'm Beth West. Do the Christmas show next week. Make Yay. sure you join us. Merry, Merry Christmas. And class is dismissed.